0: M S W Media News We're swearing Dear the
1: beans, dear the beans
0: Silly beans, silly beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, November 6th, 2019. Today, Sundland amends his bullshit testimony and admits to the quid pro quo, Roger Stone's trial is already weird, Nunes and Russia, Ukraine is to fire their prosecutor who discussed Biden with Rudy, Summer Zervos has evidence, and Native American Heritage Month. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reader, Hello. Hello hello if you're listening to this now we are probably in the air flying to Boston uh so thank you for listening and I'm excited to go to Boston I have never been
2: Ooh, to I've Boston. been a bunch of times
0: really yeah I've been to New York I've been to Maine I've been over there and I've meant to go yeah but I never made it
2: my I grew up in Canada and both my parents are Canadian but my grandmother is actually from Massachusetts and uh grew up in Lexington Massachusetts ah, yeah okay yeah so um she actually had like cute little like american and canadian flags all over my house growing Aww. up which Aww. was cute but yeah i've been to boston a bunch of times i kind of love it Sorry. and i was just saying it reminds me of sort of like a bigger version of my hometown
0: of halifax it's okay. like a northeast harbor city i hear the traffic's really bad and the roads yeah. are strange
2: <laughs> well it, it, it has that um don't, make,
0: don't make travel commercials
2: <laughs> <For> cities. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Brought to you by the travel (laughs) board of Boston. um, Traffic is bad and roads are strange. (laughs) Never on Sunday. Well, you know, those Northeast cities lack the grid system that West Coast cities have. And particularly Boston. And Mm -hmm. it had something to do with the way the cattle went. I can't. You know what? I don't know. I'm making shit up. I don't even know. But yeah, I mean, I've heard urban legends. Traffic is bad. Or I guess those would be rural. The accents are great, though.
1: (laughs) yeah i love the boston
0: great. accent in fact a comedian matt devlin who books venice underground is, so is from boston and mm-hmm. a lot of Connor lomans yep. lockman 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 yeah a lot of his friends are from boston and i absolutely love the accent mm-hmm. i think it's super sexy and i i'll listen to car talk just because mm-hmm. it's super hot yeah um and i think what harvard's there mm-hmm. yeah yep. in uh, cambridge not too far away cambridge
1: There's- by harvard yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of history. Stain Stomping Grounds. Is
2: it?
0: <laughs> I think so. Oh. There are a lot of cool historical things in Boston, too. Yeah, I definitely want to check that mm-hmm. out. And uh, I guess they have really good chowder. I'm so excited.
2: I am mm-hmm. so I love seafood chowder and clam yeah. chowder. And Chowder's bomb, clams tea, bomb,
1: oysters. oysters are bomb. Do y'all yeah. like oysters? I, I do. do. I do not. Okay. I mean,
0: I don't know because I've never had any. So I bet if oh. I tried them in Boston that that would be the place yeah. to do it.
1: Yeah, they're pretty intense. You have to kind of just resolve yourself to have an experience orally, unlike anything else <laughs>
0: you've ever had. Never done that before.
1: <laughs> I forget that you're a. Uh, oh,
0: here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sliming. Jordan, I forget that you were originally a Northeast baby too. Yes, in Vermont. Yeah, yeah, Northeast mm. baby in Vermont, and then I actually moved to Boston when I was like two, I think. My mom will fact check me on this. Hello, mom. Um, and then <laughs> we moved to Northern California when I was like. I'm just going to say four. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Because you just had to get the fuck out of there? My parents did. I <laughs> know. Yeah, like, I demanded it. I demanded <laughs> it as know. a child. People are like, when did you leave Cleveland?
0: <laughs> I was like, I was eight. Times were tough. Have yeah. you, know? like, you been my, back? With my parents. Moved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been back. Yeah. yeah. No, my family is in Vermont and I go back there like maybe once every year or two i have some family in
0: connecticut and i do love maine uh we went there Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the Maine comedy festival with ian harvey and it was absolutely fantastic in bethel maine i love it there
2: kind of looks like where i'm from yeah nova scotia maine everything was very quaint Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and the people were really, really nice. Yeah. Really nice. They wave at you on the road. They'll stop their what? car and like wave and say
1: hi. They do that in Vermont, too, except they have guns slung on their back. <laughs> <laughs> but they're very, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. They are so <laughs> nice. They just need to have a shotgun with them at all times the least, instead of a Jansport for some reason.
0: The least <laughs> frightening people <laughs> with
1: guns strapped to them at all yeah. times. It's not like that in Burlington. It's definitely like no, in right. the more you know, the rural, rural areas yeah.
0: where the rural jurors are. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm really excited to go, and, and I hope that uh, we get to see you all there. We do have a, a second meet and greet that we're doing at 5 p.m. on Friday. That's right.
2: Yep. It's near uh, North Station. It's on the the venue is on Canal Street. If you we're gonna email the location to all the participants. Um, if you're thinking about coming, you can uh you can either email me at amanda.meloshewa or DM us on Twitter, and we'll give you the
0: location. Okay. Yes. And it, where else can they buy tickets to that?
2: It's on Eventbrite.
0: It's on event. Yeah, so uh,
2: we've tweeted out the link. Uh, we've sent it to patrons. I've posted it in the group. If you can't find the link, um, uh, let Just us tweet know. at us. Yeah, tweet at us. But yeah, I've shared it a couple of places. If you want to come join us on Friday... Uh, It's at 5 p.m. And uh, we will give you the location if you ask.
0: And we're coming up on 10,000 followers at Daily Beans Pod on Twitter at 20,000. We're going to pick a lucky winner and we're going to come fly to where you are and uh, have dinner with you. Very fun. And a friend. And, you know, probably, I mean, if you want to bring two other friends, that's cool. I'm not weird. (laughs) Um, But we're not going to be keys in a bowl or anything strange. It's just going to be a great dinner. We're going to have some cocktails and, you know, unless you don't drink and then it's cool. (laughs) We will just hang out and have a good time. And uh, so... That's what's coming up. And this is uh, I, this is the Mueller She Wrote's last show for this year. So, But maybe we'll do some Daily Bean stuff come next year. So let us know if you want us to come to your city.
2: We've gotten a few tweets like that. Come Ooh. to Atlanta. A lot of tweets
0: about Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We've been getting Atlanta requests for a while. So for real. that'll be on the docket for next year. Yeah, maybe we'll, we have to go to the South.
0: We'll have to. You know what? If uh, Bashir wins tonight, we might have to just make a stop in Kentucky. Ooh. I am watching these results. I thought probably... Bevan would win by maybe 10 points. I thought it would be double digits. I thought he would they would close the gap, and I thought that would be a, a cool, and it would be a W for Dems even if we didn't win the gubernatorial race. But is he ahead right
2: now? Well, yeah. I was just going to say, time check. Uh, by the time you hear this, we'll know who's won. But it's 529 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, and it's 91% reporting, and Bashir is at 50%, and Bevin is at 48%.
0: So he's ahead by
1: two. Two points. That's insane. Damn. <gasps> oh crazy yeah and when we were looking at it there was still 10 percent left to be reported in we're at 91 percent. i was gonna say louisville and i know Mm -hmm. that's wrong louisville 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 Louisville. you know why i think it's
2: louisville i saw a horrible movie once actually i shouldn't say that i I say horrible i mean i love it so much called elizabeth town and kirsten does oh yeah that movie she plays a character with a what I assume to be not a really very good Southern accent, but she goes Louisville, Lou-a-ville. Louisville, Louisville <laughs> in that movie. Boot so. edge, edge. Yeah, that's yes. how I know. Mm. But uh, yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, he yeah. wins.
1: Yeah, and a real good sign for 2020. And we'll keep you posted, even though you're listening to this later.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you already know what happens. <laughs> you can you can relive the excitement. Yeah. Relive the excitement. Yes. Kneel before Zod. Mm. Uh, all right, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes hot notes okay first of all updates in the impeachment inquiry today so let's start with the release of two more deposition transcripts first of all sundland and this is so hilarious keep in mind sundland paid a million dollars for his ambassadorship he's ambassador to the eu which ukraine is not a part of uh but he took Mm -hmm. this role um uh, as one of the three amigos one third of, of the amigos. And I bet he's really sorry that he did that. In his opening statement, he said he was disappointed by the president's direction that they involved Giuliani. So immediately he comes right out Mm -hmm. the gate saying. This guy's an idiot. President (laughs) directed Giuliani to be in in charge of this. And they're all idiots um, that he said, quote, the State Department was fully aware of the issues with Giuliani and there was very little they could do about it if the president decided he wanted his lawyer involved. And in fact, there's reporting now that Pompeo rolled his eyes about Rudy Giuliani He was like, well, we got to deal with him. That's how we feel, too, Pompeo. Do you, though? No. Do you have to deal with him? If the president says so, and you feel like you serve at the pleasure of the president, which is a creepy phrase, and I don't like it. It is.
1: Instantly, I thought sexual things. Yes. Yeah. Kind of hate it. Give yeah. me the heebie um yeah. <laughs> So he also said Giuliani
0: spoke with him about Burisma, uh, and he understood Burisma to equal Biden and the 2016 server, and he said the president was directing giuliani to discuss those things as they related to a white house meeting but he also wanted to be clear that it wasn't his idea that was sundland's thing it's, i want to be clear this was not my idea it was giuliani told me and the president told him so i had to do it um he also said pompeo discouraged his testimony we've heard this a lot from people in the state department not only you know has pompeo been not supporting people like uh, mashi ivanovich and, and some of the other state department officials bill taylor and everybody uh but he, so he's been not supporting them when they've had shit talked about them but he's also he also seemed to be bullying people who were going to testify um Sunlin said he also called rick perry the day before his testimony to refresh his memory okay um not
1: a guy you want to call yeah, let's again remember his lack of memory. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, I can't remember these one things guy who couldn't remember the name of the department that you did that you wanted to abolish that you now run. Can I get your help with my memory? God. And apparently uh, it didn't work very well because we were right. Sundlin amended his testimony when he went in there and he was reviewing it. Um, uh, he came out. They wrote a letter, a three page letter that they that the um, the intelligence foreign affairs and oversight committees attached to the end of this transcript saying i'd like to change my bullshit story and and that's big because he is now admitting that there was a quid pro quo or bribery i'm just gonna say bribery from now on i'm tired of quid pro quo mm-hmm. um and it was he, yeah wait, joe walsh said that some said something <laughs> to that effect right yeah i tweeted okay. it and i joe walsh said something about let's let's call it bribery let's call it what it is mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so I was at the doctor today and I was like, my ACL is bothering me and I'm agreeing with the mooch and <laughs> Joe Walsh. Yeah. I need some help. Yeah. Um, because the mooch is, is now also saying that the thing that will turn Republicans, uh, senators in the House on or in the Senate on impeachment is 60%.
1: Mm-hmm. So the doctor had to check your head and then your knee. Yeah. Your leg head. He's my, also been, I've seen head the knee. mooch on
0: CNN being like, no one is above the law. I'm like, how? The times have changed. I know, mm-hmm. right? And so here's another thing. He, uh, Sundland said um, that Ukraine knew by September 1st, they were very well aware that aid was being held up. This is something Trump is still trying to say they didn't know about, that Ukraine didn't know. So since they don't know, there can't be, you know, bribery. Uh, and the reason Sundland knows that they knew by September 1st is because Sundland called them and told them that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, you're going to have to make these statements if you want your aid. And so uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure by September 1st. he also um, testified it was Giuliani that pushed um, these you know pushed this whole second sort of shadow policy and that Trump directed them to deal with Giuliani. So not only did Trump direct Giuliani to do this, Trump directed Sondland Volker and Perry to do what Giuliani said. Uh, and here's here's the thing. He goes, this whole thing was sort of a continuum. It started as Trump saying to talk to Rudy, then let's get the Ukrainians to give a statement about corruption. And then no, corruption isn't enough. We need to talk about the 2016 elections and the Burisma investigations. And it kept getting more insidious as the timeline went on. And then at the end of that continuum, I became aware that there might be a link between the White House visit and aid to Ukraine that was being held up. So uh, this big story about Sunlin's testimony like I said, is that he did amend it. Um, so 375 pages from his original testimony, October 17th. And then November 4th, they sent this four page letter, three page letter saying they reviewed his story and have some amendments. Um, mm. He says after reading Bill Taylor and Tim Morrison's opening statements, he he, he his memory was refreshed. I thought Rick Perry. Uh, would have refreshed his memory yeah. before his October 16th, also, October 17th testimony.
1: I'm sorry, but these events were not that long ago. <laughs> I, I don't see how you could have fucked up the details that badly. How
0: can you forget calling Yerkman and telling him that they have to make these statements on Burisma in the 2016 election if you want the aid to be sent to you and if you want a White House meeting.
2: Yep. It's hard to keep
1: track of bullshit and lies when you're not being truthful though. Yeah, mm-hmm. that,
0: that is true. Um, I, do, I do see that, but I mean And since yeah, he's not I a mean,
1: career that's... diplomat maybe it's not something that would have clicked in his brain as oh this is significant what i'm about to do because <laughs> he's just like oh i'm just yeah. trying to figure out how to fucking use my arms here yeah when <laughs> bill taylor
0: <laughs> yeah when bill taylor texted him about it he's like call me he no he knew he knows yeah.
1: He's yeah. just trying to
0: protect... He's just trying to cover his ass.
1: What did... Sorry. What did someone do again before this post? He, he was, was a hotelier. Hotelier. In, in Oregon. Oregon. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hotelier. Made
0: a million dollar donation so that yep. he and got an ambassadorship. Yep. So he... So all of a sudden he, so he read Bill Taylor's and Tim Morrison's uh, testimony and he amended his thing to say, yes, the Ukraine aid was tied to the announcement by Zelensky that they were investigating the Bidens and the 2016 U.S. election interference, but he maintains he didn't know when, why, or by whom the aid was withheld. However, he presumes the aid was linked to the investigations. Mm-hmm. So that the base, I mean, the whole story is that he said there was no quid pro quo in his testimony, and then he came back and said there was. Mm-hmm. He didn't amend the part where, you know, Taylor, Vindman, and Hill told him uh, that they had concerns hmm. about what they heard on the call. He's, he's maintaining that he hasn't amended that yet Yeah, um, I think bringing him back in for some public testimony now that you know what he's gonna say and what he's amended and what he lied About would be a really good idea. Yeah uh, And then Volker, um, we got Volker's testimony, too uh, And here's a good inter- here's a good exchange uh, question you did not believe there was any validity to the two allegations As we, no, I do not, he says. He interrupted him. (laughs) Uh, Basically asking, you don't believe there's any validity to the Biden uh, corruption or the 2016 election. No, I do not. And yet that's what Trump wanted Zelensky to commit to investigating before he could get a visit to the White House. Right. So he admitted that. Mm -hmm. Um, Republicans today are saying that during Volcker's testimony, he said he wasn't aware of a quid pro quo Quote, you asked what conversations did I have about the quid pro quo? None, because I didn't know there was a quid pro quo. But he also testified that as they got close to the end of the negotiation, Giuliani said the two things, Burisma and the 2016 election investigation, had to be part of the deal. So Volker actually backs up the key point on military aid uh, and uh, the White House meeting. Mm-hmm. He also said he was concerned about Giuliani's role because there was, a bi- there was bipartisan support to give the aid to Ukraine. And there was a belief from Ukraine that if they got involved with U.S. politics, it would damage their relationship with the U.S., and that's a very, very important relationship to Ukraine. Ukraine asked if uh, if it was an official DOJ request to withhold the aid. Um, Volker told them no. Uh, Volker also said he told Sundland he was worried about the Giuliani factor, so that was another important thing in there.
1: Now, Steph, go ahead. Well, not an official DOJ request, meaning that this is just something concocted by Giuliani.
0: Or someone (laughs) other than the
1: Department of Justice. Or Trump. Or... They specifically asked... Ukraine
0: specifically asked about the aid being withheld if the Department of Justice, if this is official Department of Justice. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Excuse me. Excuse me. My bad. Not the military aid. Ukraine wanted to know if the asking them to investigate Burisma and, yes. and the 2016 election was an official Department of Justice request right. and Volker said it was not.
1: That must be confusing for them because then uh, Giuliani was like... It's confusing for me. I didn't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And confusing for me because I also just misspoke. Trump was like, talk to Barr about it, my head of the Justice Department. <laughs> Multiple times. All, it's all very misleading. Yeah.
0: And that's why Barr was so pissed. He's like, this is not a Justice Department thing, but I'm going to go around the world and try to disprove the yeah, 2016 it election anyway. interference stuff. <laughs> So, Stephanie Grisham, oh, professional smirnoff icer and press secretary, has responded on behalf of the White House saying, quote, both transcripts released today show there's even... Wait, I should do her voice. Um, both transcripts released today show there's even less evidence <laughs> for this illegitimate impeachment sham that previously thought. Sondland squarely states that he did not know and still does not know when, why, or by whom the aid was suspended. And he also presumed there was a link to the aid, but can't identify any solid source for that assumption. <laughs> By contrast, Volker's testimony confirms there could not have been a quid pro quo because the Ukrainians didn't know about the military aid hold at the time. No amount of salacious media bias headlines, which are clearly designed to influence the narrative, changed the fact that president did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess she didn't read Sunlin's addendum because <laughs> it says, I do now recall a conversation that I had with your Mac on September first. The resumption of u s. aid would not occur until Ukraine provided the anti-corruption statements we had been talking about for weeks. Um, that takes apart both Grisham's arguments that Sundland didn't know there was a bribe or that Volcker said the Ukraine government didn't know. So they actually are still using this argument. Yeah.
1: When he says anti-corruption statements, though, did he make it more specific that it was about investigating Burisma or was it just anti-corruption in general? He
0: left it at anti-corruption. And I think he probably did that on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that uh, are the those are the key points from from these testimonies. I suggest you read them. Um, the, the Republican stuff is so terrible they're just like sham sham so-called impeachment so-called impeachment sham, so-called impeachment sham so-called impeachment sham so-called impeachment sham i yield back my time that's pretty much everything that they say
1: mm. Sham! Um, wow did you get that guy to come in and do the <laughs> questioning <laughs> billy Mays, the <laughs> sham wow guy still alive? oh was that did billy Mays? Pa- was it billy Mays? I, oh i don't, I don't know i, I just he passed away oh no was he the sham wow guy i, I hope not around. kentucky check <laughs> Kentucky
2: Check. Uh Kentucky Check. It is five forty two PM. It is ninety five percent reporting in Kentucky governor's race. And the Democrat is winning by uh one point exactly.
1: Oh God. Ninety wait, ninety five percent reporting? Ninety five percent reporting. Ninety five percent reporting, one percent.
2: Yep, Bashir is at 49.5% and Bevan is at 48.5%.
1: Oh, God.
2: (laughs) There's only about currently Mm. 13,000 votes separating them. Damn. All right. Here we go. I know. Maybe we'll know by the end of this recording. Probably. Maybe. It's got to be
0: more than 13,000, 130,000.
2: Uh, Bashir is reporting no, was with around 674,000
1: votes approximately oh, okay. at this current time. And, and, and Bevan is reporting around
2: 661
1: votes. 661. All right. Yeah. Goddamn. Damn it. Also the ShamWow guy is named Vince Offer. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, now we know. No corrections
1: needed. Yeah. Uh, and
0: speaking of Ukraine prosecutors, because there's, there's a story that came up in Reuters yesterday. Um, We didn't have time to get it in, but Jordan, I want want you to talk about that.
1: Yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, Like you said, Reuters got a story out that Ukraine intends on firing the prosecutor that that led investigations into Burisma. So the prosecutor's name is Konstantin Kulik. I think that's how you say it. K-U-L-Y-K, right? Sounds like it. Sure. Uh, (laughs) The source said that he was getting fired for failing to show up for an exam, actually, that all employees of the general prosecutor's office have been ordered to pass to keep their jobs, and this is... Is it just like a breathalyzer? Yeah. Because <laughs> I,
0: I, I wouldn't be able to make it.
1: <laughs> um, that would be the coolest example. <laughs> it? Right?
0: Or is it just like some questions? That's probably questions.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But whatever it is, apparently it's designed to just be a part of this larger effort to clean up all of the sort of shitty prosecutors that have not been doing a good job in Ukraine. And uh, the prosecutors who have been fired already amounts to over 400 in number so that's almost a third of their field of prosecutors so this is just a massive attempt basically at like i said cleaning stuff up so doesn't
0: this kind of tie in with the story we also talked about yesterday where all of the investigations black ledger investigations they were doing in manafort are going to get lost and shoved into a drawer now because they're getting rid of all these people yeah
1: yeah there's a, a lot of like I don't want to say fallout because it seems like it's really in the vein of making it better, right? But yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of consequences that are going to come from that. I do think, though, that people really need to know that this is part of like a massive sweeping effort to clean everything up, though, because I can only hear it now. People are going to say, oh, of course that guy got fired because, you know, the Democrats paid to get him fired or some shit, right?
0: There's one person who has leverage over Zelensky right now and it's not the Democrats. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what makes me worry about this, is about this, you know, reorg. Are are we are we thinking that the guy who was investigating the Bidens was corrupt or not corrupt?
1: um was it the guy
0: investigating the biden's now or back in the day because shokin i think used to was the other guy and he wasn't investigating the biden's and he got fired
1: yes so this is not this is not shokin this is kulik who's under who was not under shokin who is under the current prosecutor general okay um i'm fairly certain all right yes and so but what's what people are doing apparently, what prosecutors are doing is they're not showing up to this exam in protest. Oh, yeah. So that's another element of it. So it's it's like it just sounds like it's a all out sort of battle right now between the current prosecutor general and all the ones that
0: he wants to get rid of and the ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, huh. I def-
1: I definitely can't speak to what how it's going down. I def I don't know if if he's like, you know, I want these specific people to go or, or whatever and, and i'm gonna try to pressure them out i don't know if that's a part of it but none of that was rec- reported in the reuters reporting i'll have to ask
0: uh andrea chalupa yeah what she thinks of that she's mm-hmm. a super expert so
1: yeah it, i mean it definitely seems like a movement that's backed by Zelensky and part <laughs> yeah, of part but of i don't his. know if he's being
0: pressured to do it yeah, by nasty outside forces or if he's doing it for good reasons.
1: Yeah, but if the if ultimately there are prosecutors that are being pushed out or I shouldn't say pushed out yet because I don't know, but that are leaving because um or that are that were prosecuting Manafort for example or investigating Manafort and also ones that were investigating Biden, then maybe it really just is a bipartisan effort to just kind of like cleanse the whole pool. Yeah, um, cleanse of but, the corruption. Yeah, but I don't know. I would love to hear from Andrea because I have no idea. We'll ask her. Yeah, I don't want to make any assumptions about
0: whether this is a good or bad thing. I know the other story that we were talking about about you know get, you know getting rid of a lot of these uh, career prosecutors that were investigating Black Ledger and, and Manafort yeah. and Yanukovych. That seems bad. That seems bad. It does seem bad. That is definitely bad. So. Yeah,
1: but someone who is willing to investigate Burisma largely at the direction potentially of outside forces which is one of the reasons they're trying to do this reuters put in their article is they're trying to rid these prosecutors of their priviness to accepting outside influence into how they're conducting their own work got it yeah all right well we have
0: more on what's coming up in the impeachment inquiry this week so stick around hi friends ag here and today's episode of the daily beans is brought to you by skillshare Lifelong learning is so important to me. My goal is to continually grow through challenging myself and gaining and developing new skills. And that's why I love Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering a wide array of creative and entrepreneurial skills. With Skillshare, you get unlimited access to over 26,000 classes. They've added a bunch. With everything from graphic design and photography to illustration and classes on brand building, you can create online shops and and how to produce viral content. Skillshare helps you unlock stuff styles and strategies today's creators need to know and allows you to share and collaborate with a growing community of over 7 million creators Skillshare believes the best way to learn is by putting your skills to use. And that's why every class has a project that lets you practice and get feedback. I love that with Skillshare, you get to create projects you're proud to share through classes that include prompts and resources. So whether you're returning to a long time, passion, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has a class for you. Personally, I'm excited to try their classes in video editing and do it yourself cinematography since we're about to launch video from inside the studio for our patrons. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare, today with a special offer just for our listeners get two months of Skillshare for free that's right Skillshare is offering the Daily Beans listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free to sign up go to Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans that's Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans to start your two months now Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans you'll be glad you did all right House Democrats are calling on Mick Mulvaney to testify this week um, on Friday I doubt he'll show up uh, not that you need him to. He told us all in a press conference there was a quid pro quo. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Get over it. Uh, but he has firsthand knowledge, and he's the one that um, st- I think stopped the aid to Ukraine. And I'm 100% certain he didn't do that on his own. So mm-hmm. he is the one who had the conversation. That is the smoking gun conversation. The one, I need you to withhold the stuff until the thing, and he'll know all about it. Uh, and the fact that the guy who did that admits that there was a quid pro quo is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Pence's senior advisor is likely to testify. Her name is Jennifer, Jennifer Williams. Oh, my God. Please throw him under the fucking bus. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> who? She's not a political appointee. Uh, Kellogg, the other one, is, but she is not. She's a career diplomat, and she's expected to show up Thursday. She was on the perfect call. She was on the call. But more importantly, uh, we need to know what Pence knew, especially when he told Mm -hmm. the Ukrainian government during his trip to Warsaw, you know, he had some conversations there. Pence was not on the call, but a transcript of the call was put into Pence's briefing binder for that trip. So she'll know all that. And that's a big get if we can get her to testify. Do you think she will? Uh, as a career diplomat and not a political appointee, mm-hmm. I think she might. I think she might be a, a instead. She might be a Taylor mm-hmm. uh, Morrison and, and Hill, uh, you know, Yovanovitch versus a, a Volcker, Perry, <laughs> you know, sundlin type.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hope. I mean, they're obviously yes, a patriot. <laughs> yeah. I I wonder if the questions are going to be along the lines of like you said, you know, when that letter was written. Were there efforts to make sure Pence read the letter or was it just... Did you
0: get a debriefing on what Pence told Zelensky when he was in Warsaw? What mm-hmm. The whole thing is going to be what did Pence know and when did he know it? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I sometimes find myself wondering what routines and sort of things does Pence have in place so that he can, so that he stays shielded from things. You know, he's been VP for this guy for a couple of years. It's not like he doesn't know that there there's things that trump does that he doesn't agree with and, and i wonder how he intentionally shields himself the well, information he can't.
0: so someone around him has to and she could right. be one who does right that's what, yeah mm-hmm. totally like her, uh, her and kellogg and kellogg's an appointee kellogg's a, mm-hmm. a trumper so we, we would never get him to testify i don't think um all right and now <laughs> roger stone Woo day one here we go what a shit show
2: we need a nickname for this case the way that john oliver calls all of trump's stuff stupid watergate yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like we need a specific name for roger stone because i feel like it's gonna be a shit show
1: yeah
0: Well, we call all the people involved stonehenge (laughs) Mm -hmm. um uh, but yeah well if, if you can think of a name for the roger stone circus trial um Please let us know. Yeah, uh, like steampunk Ren fair. Oh, <laughs> um, haunted carnival. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking know, of which, we that
2: has I to have do to. With uh, <laughs> <Stone>. <laughs> I have to round them up. But remember the other day when we asked for noise suggestions for when people were. Um, indicted yeah is that what it was no when people are uh, who
0: drop out of the 2020 oh race. that's what it was yes.
2: for people who drop out of the race i'm gonna go over your suggestions because we did get a few oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah we people got a lot us, like little noise suggestions coffee
0: grinder was a good but that seems a little violent <laughs> <laughs> somebody also suggested a toilet flush and i'm like but i like these people <laughs> like, i don't want to be like <laughs> <laughs> you know yes,
1: what's a, a golden toilet it's
0: got to be a nice noise mm-hmm. like a we wish you well
1: yeah you know, um, like a, the
0: song from the sound of music that's what i go to bed. just thinking oh. so long farewell to say goodbye.
1: maybe yeah, not german. german i don't know about that maybe too soon yeah just kidding uh,
2: god but yeah there's a possibility that's the general theme are there this is why we need video sorry, I'm ag is dancing
0: uh <clears throat> all right um wow so
1: did you see his suit though yeah Okay, it's pretty plain for him. Yeah, before you get into actually like facts here, I just want to comment on his outfit, dude. This is gonna be it's like, like he's a, wearing a, a burlap Joan, sack.
0: It's gonna be like a Joan <laughs> Rivers sort of, uh, you know, th- you know how she sits outside <laughs> of the red carpet and goes, ah, yeah, you know, just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is how we're gonna Shit's do this. I'm a bitchy queen,
1: Jordan. <laughs> I am, dude. He was wearing fucking pebbles for eyes and a burlap sack. <laughs> he looked like the boogeyman <laughs> from the Nightmare he Before did. Christmas. <laughs> He totally did. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, god! All right. So,
0: day one. Apparently, Roger Stone had the poops. Um, He had food poisoning. Around 10.15, he was excused to go to the potty. And he was all sweaty and weird. And when he came back after lunch, (laughs) he asked if he could be excused and told the judge she could just proceed with jury selection without him. Please go on without me. I can't. There was also a potential dr- juror that got sick, passed out, hit the floor. Uh, might have been having seizures. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's scary. Um, but it could have also just been really sick. And you know, I'm like, that's uh, that him and Stone were. St- yeah, it's just odd. Well,
1: maybe both of them actually have a conscience.
0: Yeah. Or did they dine together the night
1: before? Oh <laughs> gosh. Uh, there was apparently an argument between
0: two Roger Stone associates in the hallway, and I can't find which two. I'm hoping it's Credico and Corsi, but I can't find which. <laughs> Are the they two. there? Uh, I don't know if they're there right now.
1: Right, but they will be. Just it could be two Stone lawyers.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're both expected to testify, yeah. as is Rick Gates, who's been one of the Cause... best cooperators of this whole thing. Um, but the hope uh, is that by the end of the day, they'll have a they'll have a jury. That was what they were hoping, that they got the jury set up and tomorrow they can get started. The trial is expected to go on for three weeks. Um, it is not being televised, but there are a ton of reporters in the room. So cool. we're going to get these kind of interesting tidbits about, you know, Roger Stone's poops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is very poor timing. We'll but call maybe... it the shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good omen for the start of your trial. <laughs> It's like God just being I like must purge poop. from my booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um
0: Roger Stone shit show. Yeah. Uh A good poop is cathartic, you guys. Okay.
2: This is true. You yeah, know I what I'm don't talking think, about. I don't we think oh, these yeah. are the, yeah. the kind of BMs though. No, that no, make but just in general. <laughs> no, no. I'm completely unrelated to Roger Stone, <laughs> just you know, related to poop. We've had this mm. conversation before.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. poops are good. Up shit creek. Yes. It's gotta be butt really What about okay. up shit creep? Ooh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, hey. Oogie boogie poop. <laughs> <laughs> boogie man poops. This is great content for those of you that have children listening to the podcast. Oogie boogie. Oogie boogie poop. <laughs> <laughs> Very mature. <laughs> funny. It is always, <laughs> and it will be here forever. That's the best part about it. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. That's what we. Could, everybody poops. Everybody poops for all of time. Everybody <laughs> poops. So that'll
0: be the memoir. Everybody poops. The Roger Stone trial. Okay, um, I I don't wish illness on anyone. I if he's sick, I do hope he feels better. Yeah, of course um, not.
1: Can I give a sad Kentucky update? Oh no. There's they're within half a point now.
0: Okay, but how much is re- Andy
1: Beshear's at forty nine point three? Matt Bevan's at forty eight point seven, and they're at ninety seven percent reporting. Good. reporting on CNN. Oh! Okay. Hell yeah. So yeah. This is what I get for hijacking your job? 5.57. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> I have one job. Don't take it from me. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, but I'm what, the quirky what is producer. Stay that? in your lane. <laughs> ooh. ooh lanes.
1: Just kidding. Lanes. Um, ooh. In, ooh. <laughs> Lines. 5.58.
0: Oh, and somebody PM. said, how could we not have thought for the cocaine snow globe why we didn't call it a blow globe?
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, damn. Oh. Blow globe. Also, someone said cocaine or snow globe. Of Adderall, which also makes sense yeah. more on brand. True. Yeah. Uh
2: so ninety-nine percent in on CNN and there it's it's Bashir's winning by like a point. What a full point? Yes. 49.3 to cool. 48.7. No, oh. it's still half a point. Okay, yeah, that's what so I mean. So it's like point six of a point. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh, 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 and <gasps> we're almost there. <clears throat> All right, while we're waiting, while we're waiting. Jordan, you have an update on your boyfriend. Yes,
1: I do. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so...
0: <clears throat> Sorry, your ex-boyfriend.
1: That's okay. Um, all right, so there's there's a the Ukrainian diplomat named Andrey um, Teleshenko, and he's the one that's kind of been peddling this, not kind of, very much, been peddling this conspiracy theory that it was Ukraine who meddled in the U.S. election with the Democrats, right? So... Uh, reporting, this is exclusive reporting by the Daily Beast has shown us today that apparently that guy has met with Devin Nunes. And this is a direct quote from, this is a big like scoop for them. They always get the best scoops, but this is, this is a direct quote from Telashenko to the Daily Beast. He says, Congressman Nunez had a really interesting and good impact on me as a very positive and influential politician who loves America and is interested in Ukraine and developments on fighting Russia. That's what he told the Daily Beast. He said that we talked about how to fight Russian aggression in Ukraine and Russian propaganda. So apparently their talk was only like, like 15 minutes long or something and it happened I think back in May I read. So... Do you think they really talked about how to fight Russian propaganda? No, because they would have to. That would require Nunes to accept any level of truth to anything that was in the Mueller report, mm. and I don't think he would do that. And when they're talking Russian propaganda, I, I mean, I I imagine that was like trying to find common ground, sort of between you know how Russia is hurting kind of everybody, but yeah. I can't imagine that seems right. like more of a convenient sort of cover story to throw in there instead of just blatantly saying, we were concocting this conspiracy theory together and how we're going to push it forward and utilize it. And which conspiracy theory uh, were they... Was he pushing again? He's pushing the conspiracy theory that the Democrats colluded with Ukraine to interfere in the 2016 election.
0: To dump their to, own emails.
1: Yeah, exactly. In
0: a, a triple cross.
1: Precisely, AG. Got it. All right. Good Precisely. job, Nunes. Yeah, but that guy, th- I mean... Alexandra Chalupa has had a history of being accused of things by that guy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's Andrea's sister. Yep, yep. Saying basically the same thing, that they've just been engaging in a campaign to get dirt to try to, like, (sighs) yeah, that the DNC has been working to try to peddle this whole thing. So it's, it's really frustrating that this guy is allowed to just, like, meet with our... I mean, I guess... As a congressman you're allowed to just meet with really whoever you want to I guess kind of you can do that technically so I guess that's not a, it's obviously not illegal that they met obvious yeah but there there's no requirements for you disclosing be, you what they be talked about about who you meet with right. right yeah well especially when it's like obviously that's going to give Nunes a bunch of f- fuel in his flame to come into Congress and try to stir shit up like he is doing and he's doing it relatively successfully unfortunately amongst the GOP or so yeah um
0: and also uh Summer Zervos has receipts Yeah. What do you
1: you have there? Yeah. So some phone records that were not previously public have been made public uh, in her case against Donald Trump. Like you said, her name is Summer uh, Zervos. And she's the other woman who has accused Donald Trump, or I should say one of the women who has accused Donald Trump of sexual harassment. Her attorney, uh, Marianne Wang, says that the records that Trump's company produced uh, show that Zervos and Trump "Quote were exactly where she said they were, exactly when she said they were." End quote. So this is this is pretty important, you know, evidence in terms of corroboration, and this is a defamation case as well, like the case we talked about yesterday. Yeah, a defamation case. Yeah, and so uh, she is actually a Republican. So you can take away any sort of deep state theory on this accusation. Yeah. And uh, they're, like you said yesterday. She's they're... not a never
0: Trumper, but she's a never fuck Trumper. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, <laughs> that checks out in multiple layers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Never fuck Trumper.
2: Yeah, you're right. That's that's the new name for the uh, all the pussy ass Republicans who aren't never Trumpers, but they won't use their
0: power to. Mm-hmm. No pussy shaming. They have warmth and depth. <laughs> hey
2: I'm the last of pussy shame on this show I'm just letting you know what, <laughs> I'm just letting you know
0: after doing this for two years what emails you're gonna get you're
2: right you're right you know what it's true it's
0: and true. it's also true Yeah,
1: and we, it's also true we do have a certain sixth sense now are about emails
2: and Etc. cetera, et
0: cetera. You know course. what some incel said when I put that out there? I'm like, she's got she's got receipts. She said she has proof. She has proof. They're like, oh, so phone calls equal sexual assault? I'm like, no, this is a defamation case. Get your shit together. Yes,
1: it's a defamation case because he has this history of, of denying that he even, like, knows I the I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Or... I didn't do
0: that. I didn't do this. Yeah. She yeah. has the proof
1: that he did. That's the defamation proof, not just dudes. Yeah, totally. Come, come. Yeah, totally. And, like, apparently she was assaulted by him after he had invited her to like some dinner where he thought that they were going to talk about professional things and then of course it you know devolves into what a familiar story for women everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and so his nothing like that
0: ever happens ever
1: right and his his counsel is saying oh she was the one who was calling trump because Mm. she wanted to get a leg up and and you know her career and she was trying to use him and there yeah. and so it, she's breaking this case and
0: and it happens to some men too and 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 non-binary people and yeah, definitely. it happens to, it happens to everybody but
1: wherever power is involved pretty much it happens
0: yes and so that's why i think it uh, uh disproportionately affects people who identify as women
1: yes 100 <laughs> percent
0: um but I, I don't want to discount that there. are no of course you know. yes of course. I just want to make sure that everybody Assault knows and happens to everyone but yeah. Yeah, I'm talking that.
2: specifically as a woman who's been in professional situations where yeah. I've been trying to network in a professional manner and my friendliness is mistaken for a sexual advance mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable and mm-hmm. it's happened to me and I know it's happened to people that I know because we've talked about it and it's happened to me multiple times where I've been you know trying to further my career in a professional sense mm-hmm. and and my my networking, my friendliness, my attempts at, you know, having a professional relationship with someone is immediately misconstrued mm-hmm. as something sexual by yeah. the other person. I'm the opposite. It Nobody sucks. even knows
0: I'm hitting on them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All of your subordinates. They're just like, You're just too. Are you old. hitting on me right now, AG? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You guys need video. I know. Um, I was
1: just going to say, we need that video in here.
0: <laughs> All right. We do have uh, a, a great hashtag to get to and some uh, good news and some more bad news. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, it's AG and Chelsea Peretti, amazing comedian from Brooklyn Nine-Nine has a new podcast. Listen up. Let's go. I hate it when people say that. Carl Chelsea Peretti is back. <laughs> Carl Chelsea Peretti is back. We're taking questions about my upcoming album. I'm a musician now. Please subscribe to Call Chelsea Peretti, the podcast you can call. And now I've got to get back to playing piano. All right, welcome back, Kentucky Update. Kentucky Update.
2: Let's see here. Um, I think it's still only at 99% reporting. reporting still, 6.06 p.m. Pacific time, 49.4% for Bashir. 48.6% Forty-eight point six percent for, Ve- for Bevan. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, 0. 0.8 difference. 0. 8,
1: 0. difference.
2: 0. 0.8 is the difference right now. with Ninety-nine <laughs> percent in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, question. I. I edging me. You're an edge lord, Bashir. I, I, I have to admit, I don't. That's not what that means.
0: Do you guys edgelord, have any context for this? It, sorry, ed- edging and edge lord, edge lords don't edge. They, they do, but not with edging. Never mind. You know what? Don't Google it. Well, that's a discourse <laughs> for another day. Maybe if you're going to Google it, don't do it from work. <laughs>
2: um i don't think i have a lot of context for this kentucky governor's race i do understand that kentucky is a southern state mostly red and it would be significant to have a democratic governor
0: ruby 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 red okay mm-hmm. okay yeah so, i i thought that that um if Bashir lost by 10 points the democrat lost by 10 points that would be a, a w for dumbs and not that we would win the the governorship but that that we would do okay that we would have closed the gap enough to show that the the impeachment of trump is having an impact on elections um i'm also interested to see how the virginia uh, elections turn out but um <clears throat> something really hold on let me do that again <coughs> 4421 but something really shitty is happening uh jordan yeah so it's not you oh thank you you're welcome
1: <laughs> but i will be saying it yeah with my mouth right. uh yeah so trump declared november this month national american history and founders month and aside from this ringing is just another you know nationalistic and disingenuous propaganda move on his behalf uh and on behalf of his treasonous administration this is also incredibly offensive to the indigenous community because guess what november has been since the year 1990 native american heritage month so this is obviously a slight at that community. I don't really see how you can interpret it in any other way. There are 11 other months that you could have chosen to do this. Especially with American
0: History, History and Founders Month. Right. Like.
1: Exactly. Founders. Right. The word founders. Just and- totally embedding colonialism into a month that started as a celebration of colonialism, has since gained traction as a month that has some more self awareness as a country, yeah, and American
0: history in that it's the things you know specifically what's not taught in schools, right? Uh, a lot of the time, it's just like a like a triple, like stab, turn the knife, and then jiggle it some more. Exactly, it's, it's horrible. It's awful.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly petty and childish and offensive. Like, dude, no one is trying. No one is trying to say that we can't celebrate our country existing and the freedoms that you know people here do have and there's there's excessive celebration of that all year round this is like this is a month that like i said since 1990 so that's what 20 29 years now year i was born oh cool happy birthday
2: oh wow thank
1: (laughs) you so much (laughs) 29 years though that this has that this has existed and that's Honestly, longer than I would have like given our country credit for to have institutionalized something, some like I said level of self awareness like that. But he's just trying to fuck that all. So, and uh, talk about a war on Christmas is a war on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, are you going to call it December like yeah, exactly. National Christmas Only Month?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is yeah, it's just it rings of like very like gross fascist nationalistic ugly rhetoric, and uh, also he's he's officially pulling out
0: of the climate accord yeah i I thought he already officially did it but apparently you have to officially do it and then you have to give there's a certain time exactly
1: yeah the u.n has like a bunch of rules on how you have to withdraw from that but he officially informed the united nations on monday uh that we are withdrawing from the paris agreement on climate change and it really sucks and it's like a long complicated process like you said so there's a there's a year-long sort of countdown now until the u.s officially exits um pompeo put it on twitter which is gross and <laughs> shitty <laughs> i just hate all of it uh saying that the accord would impose intolerable burdens on the american oh, intolerable economy. burden yeah tolerable yeah he said uh let's see the u.s approach incorporates the reality of the global energy mix and uses all energy sources and technologies cleanly and efficiently all of them. Did you know that? Did you know it's all clean and efficient, including fossils, fuels, nuclear energy and renewable energy, uh, end quote. So,
0: yeah. And that's all on top of, I think, um, 11,000 scientists from 150 countries just released um, a statement or a, a report saying it is an emergency. Yeah. Yep. Climate is an emergency. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I don't have that in front of me. I'm just I just remember reading it earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So and also, I don't know. Did you mention this that the we would be withdrawing if he does this, we would be withdrawing the day after. The, the election, the new president, or he takes office.
1: Yeah. So I was just going to say that there is still a chance that if he doesn't get elected again, that they won't move forward with that, and so we'll actually have to wait until then to see if it's final.
0: Yeah. So another but, reason to vote.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Because if
0: you if you um, don't vote and Trump wins, we're pulling out of climate accord. Mm-hmm. If you do, we'll stay in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, if you care about the climate, you should do some your own personal research on the Green
0: New Deal. Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. yeah yep. It's super important. Just make an informed decision. Yeah, and look at the twenty twenty candidates. Look mm-hmm. at all of them. I'm not gonna name them all, just trust yeah. me, I I love them all. And except for Chelsea Gabbard, but um <laughs> uh look at what their what their plan is for yeah. for mm-hmm. climate change.
1: Yep. I have kind of a oh go ahead. No no no. I just well I was just gonna say so it's like bad news, but it's not definitively bad news yet. It's like not new news, it's just confirming his awfulness
2: that like He's going through all of the legal steps to pull us out.
1: Yeah, and he started the Which process... Which I thought already happened, but. Apparently, he started the process, like, the earliest that he possibly could have that the rules allowed, because he's obviously aware, I think, of yeah. the fact that it starts this clock, um, but... Probably also yeah. needed to be
2: formally pulled out before the next election so that he could campaign on that. Mm-hmm. But he he couldn't do
0: it. But I'll say he did it. Oh, he'll say he tried. Yeah. we are. We don't officially get pulled out until after the election no totally, totally. I yeah think, i
2: think he'll say that it's done already yeah,
1: yeah i oh think yeah. you're right i can just see him on the campaign trail now he's like we got out of that bad bad agreement if you have to elect really me or they'll put you right back in
0: it mm-hmm. it'll be uh it'll do irreparable total damage the and mean unto- intolerable damage to our economy <laughs> the mean Irrepar- globalist will put us back in the corner yeah
1: <laughs> irreparable is too like fancy of a word for him yeah sorry <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get social. Hashtag. All right, this
0: is great. Hashtag Red Paul is trending because as you know, Paul, Rand Paul got up on stage in Kentucky and almost outed the whistleblower but told the media to. He's like, I know who it is, but you say it. Why? Because you're afraid because it's probably against the rules. <laughs> um, and so it, I found out that it's not illegal um, to out the whistleblower unless you're the inspector general. But it is retaliatory and they would have a suit against a new hostile work environment
1: per the whistleblower act yes yeah so
0: uh red paul hashtag red paul uh so so since rand paul is back in the news um they dug up the, there was this piece that greg olear did like uh, olear excuse me did like six months ago he'll be our guest by the way live in boston on thursday at city winery <clears throat> he wrote a piece called red paul the senator from kentucky is now working for vladimir putin uh congratulations greg by the way on getting red paul trending on a piece you wrote six months ago (laughs) but per oliar at one point rand went from referring to trump as gollum a delusional narcissist in an orange-faced windbag (laughs) to (laughs) windbag (laughs) and then a year later mccain said of rand on the senate floor that he was working for putin um, he continually supports, Putin continually supports the Kremlin's positions. He wants to lift sanctions on those close to Putin. He defended Trump after Helsinki. He was like the one. Uh, and recently he uh, sided with Putin on Syria. The examples are endless. Mm-hmm. And Greg Oliar in his infinite wisdom says, uh, quote, to continue the Lord of the Rings analogy, Rand Paul journeyed halfway around the world to deliver a missive from Gollum to Sauron. Uh, was the mission simply quixotic or overtly
1: seditious? <laughs> I love him. That's some nerd speak right there. I don't know what the fuck that just said. <laughs> I love lucky charms. They're
0: overtly seditious. <laughs> just fits. Uh, he's he's referring he's referring to Rand's August 6th visit to Moscow where he met with uh, Kosachev, the architect of the Cohen meeting in Prague that Chris Steele described in his memos uh, and that would be the smoking gun of a conspiracy between Trump and Russia. Um, You can read this incredible piece by Greg Oliar on Medium or come see him talk about it live in Boston this Thursday. He also just did a big piece on Pence in Newsweek. So check that. Check that out. Uh, We'll also release the show. We're going to record the show in Boston. We'll release it Sunday, provided it gets recorded and, uh, you know, things don't get weird. Uh, They don't confiscate it, you know, on the way back or something. Uh, But that is our show. Does anybody have any final thoughts? Two quick things. One
2: one final uh, Kentucky watch for you. We're still at 99%, but it's now half a point okay. between them, which is, okay. I guess, we'll see what happens. But Bashir's still ahead? Bashir's still mm-hmm. ahead by half a point. And also, Bye Bye Bevan is trending on Twitter in Kentucky. Yes.
1: <gasps> yes.
0: Which is awesome. awesome. So check that out, too. Hashtag Bye Bye Bevin.
2: Yes. And one more personal closing thought for me, which I enjoyed today. Did you know that Trump is going to... Um, Trump is headed to an LSU football game in Alabama yes, this weekend. Yes, <laughs> Stop yes. going
0: to sports games. And I've been thinking about this. It's so he doesn't get booed. He's looking for a place he doesn't get booed. Oh, yeah, this is God. the NASCAR example. Yes. LSU in Alabama. Mm-hmm. This is going to be, he'll get He'll get cheers. Yeah, at I'm that sure he game. will. Yeah. But still, it's pretty funny. It's like I, they just
2: kept looking for somewhere that he could go and get cheered. That's
1: sad. <laughs> All the people. Like, where do I go for claps? My daddy needs claps. Wait, but is <laughs> it? <laughs> Is it LSU? LSU is in Louis is in um New Orleans, isn't it? Uh Louisiana State? Uh I don't know where it is exactly.
2: Oh, it's a it's a game between um the University of Alabama and Louisiana State University as far as I can
1: tell here. So that's, that's LSU, Anyway, but I
0: don't know where LSU is in Louisiana. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know either. If it's in a blue city or not.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm wondering cuz all the people that I I had some friends that oh, it's in Baton Rouge. Ah,
0: well, it's still in the Deep South in a ruby, ruby red state. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't yeah, think he's going to get booed. Yeah, and it is I funny. do not think he's going to get booed there, but daddy needs claps. So that's where he's going. I hope Daddy's he does. Daddy needs
1: praise and attention. I mean, he's going through a place. I mean, these. This. why would you go to a college game where free thought is supposed to be what's had at the institutions? <laughs> You're like, that's, ugh. Yeah, just go to NASCAR. Come on. Well,
0: it should be a good game, too.
1: Also, I'm really sorry if anyone listens that likes NASCAR. I never personally got into it myself, but I'm sure that there are decent people. Yeah, I'm sure we have listeners I mean, they're that are all NASCAR decent people. enthusiasts. They misguided. like a good
0: they like a good NASCAR game. And yeah. I I also <laughs> um I, I like <laughs> I like LSU and Alabama. I think they're both really good football
1: teams. Oh um, yeah. Alabama's fucking Yes good. Yes.
2: You guys have never been to an American football game in my life? ever Ooh. never been i don't know the rules i i oh that'd be fun to go to I've, one yeah i've never been we' have to go to i guess we could go to sdsu's yeah they're good. fun aztec games yeah an education on these things
1: yeah that would be very fun we should definitely do that yeah, yeah i want to have should. some beer and yell hell yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you can take us to a monster truck rally oh
2: Ooh. my god
1: i really want to do that <laughs> we'll give you the Amer- some scarf God. somewhere too oh no i don't have a scarf, scarf. i don't have a fucking beanie